We're clear for takeoff. Welcome one, welcome all. It's that time again, that time for the Kings of the Heart. Yes, your two favorite marriage and family therapists. I am Tyreek, and this is my man, Dr. John. Dr. John, what's going on, sir? (laughs) Man, it's good to see you, man. How's everything? I'm blessed. Dr. John, uh, Brother Reek, man. Here for the people, man. Another great episode of Kings of the Heart, man. Oh, yeah. Can't wait. We man, how you it. been? I'm doing well, man. Doing well. Got a lot of stuff on my mind. Trying to be productive. Get these articles out here. Trying to get these podcasts out here. Make sure that we're giving the people everything they need in 2023. You know what I'm saying? That's right. That's how about right. you, man? How That's you been? Right. Yeah, man. I've been good. I've been busy. Also the same and uh, just really trying to stay sane while doing it. I think that's a job in and of itself. You know, we, we I think we need to talk about self-care as, as couples within our relationship, how we can actually do more self-care too. We have to have to cover that topic because I think a lot of people out here suffering from overworking and stressing each other out. So that's a topic for a later day. We're going to get into that another time. But today... Today we have to talk about this We have to talk about it People throw this word around like crazy And I'm like I don't know if it's really that It might be something else We are talking about gaslighting Gaslighting What gaslighting is What gaslighting isn't When you look at somebody And they seem like they're gaslighting you Are they really gaslighting you Or are they just really challenging your perspective You know Because sometimes you look at things a little way Or might translate things a particular way And it's not really gaslighting You just see things differently So we want to talk about that a little bit today Make sure you're clear on what it is to be gaslit And what you may be doing to gaslight somebody Um, Or, you know Hey, is this something really Something else happening in your brain That makes it feel like you're being gaslit when you really are So anyway, that's what we can get into yeah, yeah. So, Dr. John, I just got a little definition here from psychology today to kind of break down what gaslighting is, the definition. Yep. So here yep. it says, gaslighting is an insidious form of manipulation and psycholo- psychological control. The victims of gaslighting are deliberately, deliberately, remember that, and systematically fed false information that leads them to question what they know to be true, often about themselves. They may end up doubting their memory, their perception, and even their sanity. Over time, a gaslight's manipulations can grow more complex and potent, making it increasingly difficult for the victim to see the truth. So essentially, what gaslighting is, is when someone is intentionally trying to manipulate the way that you see things, you know, make you question whether or not something really happened. Like, and and this is abusive behavior. Let's be very clear about this. This It's very abusive behavior. It's it's emotional abuse. Emotional, exactly. It's an emotional abuse. You know, so even there, well, someone may be physically abusive or emotionally abusive, but deny that things happen. Oh, that didn't happen. Or they'll they'll minimize what happened to make you feel like, you know, you're either overreacting or that you're imagining something happening. So it's their intentional way of manipulating your brain to make you question whether right. your reality is real. Spot on. You know? Spot on. So how Spot often, on. Dr. John, do you actually see this happening or do you have people bringing this up to you in therapy? Yeah, I actually have a couple right now in which the husband is, um, he's he's laid a complaint that what is what he's been experiencing for some time is gaslighting by his wife. Okay. And so I just recently, from an explicit notion, uh, you know, mm-hmm. am dealing with this with, with one of my couples. Um, but I will say if I can, um, 
I think there's been a trend. Um, and my wife and I talk about this all the time. I think you and I've talked about this all the time. In fact, I talked to couples, um, some of my clients about this all the time. I think over the last like few years, there has been an uptick in this word being used. Like, yes. This person's gaslighting me. Yep. I, I'm please, no one here quote me on the statistics, but if I had to guess, <laughs> I think it's a toss up. I think it's about 50 50, which I think when people are using it, they are probably using it correctly and they probably have been gaslit right um but i also think which is what we're going to talk about as well i i think people are conflating or they are misrepresenting what gaslighting is so right. let me give you an example so um and also no for gaslighting uh i don't know if brother reed mentioned this but gaslighting does not only involve romantic relationships it can happen oh, yeah. and all kinds of friendships, work. family relations, yeah, work. Yeah. It, it happens. So I just wanted to put that out there because I think there's there is a broad stroke that gaslighting only happens in romantic relationships. Mm-hmm. And that's not the case. Mm-hmm. But you know this this idea that when people disagree with you, when people don't see things the same way that you see them, um, when people um, even are are having a debate with you i've even right. seen it even on tv and social media people throw out the term very quickly right. and i think we need to be very firm and clear about what it is so i really appreciate you starting off with a definition because that's really going to ground us for yeah. what we're going to talk about today yeah yeah and i i know for me i see it a lot um online i do people too. Are also talking about you know too. um you know how they may be dealing with a narcissist and how part of that narcissistic behavior is to, um, you know, control them through denial of things that are happening. And that's what this really is about, too. When we think about what gaslighting is, it is a tactic of, of control and manipulation. It is. And it so is. you see people throwing this word out there everywhere. And then again to session and people use the term again. And as you get into the conversation, you realize, well, they're not necessarily gaslighting you they're challenging your perspective. They just disagree with the way that you see things and that you remember things. And we do, we do have a habit of sometimes reimagining or reinterpreting what, what what's happening based on how it makes us feel as opposed to what's really going on, you know, but then those, in those moments, if someone denies that because this is what you believe to be true and they're saying, well, no, that's not what happened or that's not the way that I see it. You feel like they're trying to manipulate you because you've gotten so, um, comfortable with this term, you know, and so we want to make sure that people aren't so loosely using this term, gaslighting. That's why we're going to talk about what is and what isn't happening. So, you know, we're talking about the person who is being gaslit. John, what is the the person who's doing the gaslighting? What do you think is usually their their um, motivation behind using this particular tactic? Uh, I think it's several. I, I there's a few things that come to mind is uh, deception, right? Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, deception is a big one. I think when people are engaging in this, uh, I think it's also an intent to throw the person off. Mm-hmm. Um, but why? Why would why would they want to throw somebody off? Uh, lack of accountability. There okay, you go. So if, That's so, the word. So, so, That's the word. So, right. So if if to use your uh, previous point, so gaslighting is a um, prominent feature for someone or people who are clinically narcissistic personality disorder and people who have narcissistic tendencies. Remember, those right. are two different things. True. True two indeed. different things. Yep. Okay. Let's be clear. Yep. 
you don't have you like there are people with narcissistic tendencies who are not clinically, clinically narcissistic per- personality disorder. I just want to be clear. Correct. We're gonna we're gonna clear up a lot today. <laughs> we're clear up a lot. No, because seriously, because I think it, it because when you mentioned earlier, it's like yeah, like there are people who are narcissists, yeah. full blown, and then there are people who have narcissistic tendencies. Yeah. Uh, and Again, so another, what, another term that's being overused. Like you yeah, said, yeah. you know, there is a difference between being clinical and, you know, just having tendencies. Having tendencies. And people use that term to describe everything. And that's another thing right, we need right. to get away from. Throwing these terms out that we're hearing in the media and not having a clear understanding of what it really means and applying it to absolutely everything. But anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. yeah. <laughs> Thank you, brother. No, but overall, people who are narcissistic, who have narcissistic personality disorder and who have uh, and folks who have narcissistic tendencies these are people who are known uh, to struggle with accountability. Mm-hmm. These are people who really struggle with the truth. When I say struggle with the truth, they are known to be liars, yeah. for the lack of a better expression. These are people who are have built an imaginary reputation about themselves through their ego and through all kinds of like trauma and, mm-hmm. and non-traumatic events right okay um and so believe it or not these are folks who are very delicate so whenever there's it so i'm going to use what brother reek says so whenever there's a challenge or a perceived challenge that is one of the biggest motivate it's one it's one of their biggest tools yep people with mpd or people with non-extended it's a tool gaslighting is a tool yes it's it's very covert right and that's what makes it very like insidious Yep. I love that term. It's very insidious, <laughs> insidious because it's quite it's quite covert. But remember, guys, gaslighting is it's a tool used for folks who are known to struggle with narcissism, both clinically and non-clinically, because the intent is to um, wall off and not break through any true reality that of exposure. Mm-hmm. And so at the end of the day, that's why some of the actual techniques that they use within gaslighting, there's actual techniques, Mm -hmm. there's behaviors that they engage in. That's why they use this thing. But the goal is to protect the ego and keep from being exposed. And so people start gaslighting as a way to really um, protect themselves. Right. Uh, And they're going about it in a in a in a very unhealthy way. And harmful way. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And I like the word you, you use there because this is what to me what this is all about. It's really about not being held accountable. That's Correct. what it you're is. trying. You're trying to avoid that accountability. So, like you said, you know, people want to avoid that kind of exposure. They don't want to be mm-hmm. vulnerable. To, Which is a narcissist's uh, uh, biggest fear. It's exposure. Right. It's 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 one of their biggest fears. Sorry to interrupt, but no, I'm, no, just wondering, I'm just going to yeah. No, you're 100 correct, and that's the point here. So when you're talking about someone who's gaslighting you, look at their personality. Correct. Is this someone who typically avoids accountability, or are they just not accepting <laughs> the accountability for something you're saying in this moment? You know, so you want to be sure because again, it's about those intentionalities. Are they intentionally trying to manipulate a situation as to not accept accountability or are they just disagreeing with the way that you see things? You know, you don't want to say you don't want to keep overusing that term gaslighting and describing the person as a narcissist when really they're just simply not agreeing with what you're saying. You know, but that, again, it's all about that accountability. They don't want to take accountability for things. And so their way of protecting themselves is to simply deny, deny, deflect. And often, often 
turn things back around on you and make Correct. you the source of blame as opposed to, again, them taking accountability and responsibility for whatever the occasion or offense was. Yep. Right. So that's true. So that's, true. that's the that's a, a snapshot of the person who typically gaslights. Who are the people that you've seen? You know, is there a certain personality of people who might overuse the term gaslighting? Someone who's always what well, I want to say always, but often um, describing a situation where they're not being validated for their own thoughts and beliefs, who will use the term gaslighting to, to describe what's going on when it may not actually be gaslighting. Do you see that happening with a certain kind of personality? I do. And I'm, I'm trying to pick my words uh, very strategically here. One of them mm-hmm. I, that really stands out in my mind are people who, what I've seen clinically are people who have like um, genuinely have been invalidated for a very long time, right. repeatedly, right. repeatedly, whether it's through family, whether it's through this and that, but they are, these are people who are like genuinely have been invalidated. Mm-hmm. And then once they learn the word gaslighting, it's almost like not, it's not only an aha moment, it gets, it goes into overdrive. It becomes this overcompensation where anytime, which is why we're talking about anytime right. there's a challenge, you're gaslighting me. Right. And so what, if you, like you asked me the question, it's one of the groups of people that I think really struggle with clarity around the term and using it appropriately are people who have genuinely for a very long time have been invalidated right and they've they've either gone to therapy or they've done some reading or some self-help journeys of the um for themselves and once they come across this this term people are always looking for answers yeah. brother reek they always are yeah. and so they hold on to this word right it's, and like, finding, becomes, it's like finding a new religion it is and yeah. it becomes their shield that that's what you're doing to right. me so that's one of the prominent ones i want to bring up because i right. i i'm not going to lie i've seen i've seen that play out mm-hmm. in therapy right. and when i understand their background it's okay they these are people who are like not been validated for a very long time not by the same person that's why i said family and stuff right. these are yeah. people who've had like an extensive history, history. of being invalidated yeah it's become part of their story right yeah. and what about you know i'm thinking about more clinical diagnosis what about someone who has borderline personality disorder or um, histrionic? You know, yeah. do those yeah, do those, those kind of personalities tend to, um, you know, because, you know, when you fall into like the victimhood thing, are those pe- people who may suffer with those personality disorders, are they um, more likely to call someone a, um, a gaslighter or a narcissist using gaslighting? Are, is there a relation there, too? I think I think there probably is. I mean, I don't, I don't know, like in terms of like recent recent studies, but right. I think I think histrionic and borderline folks, uh, <laughs> they'll be the main ones who yeah. will cry, who who dare I say will cry foul, way too much than what is the actual reality. Right. You, you see what I'm saying? Right. Histrionic is a really good one because we know, like, an layman's person like that histrionic personality disorder is like you're looking at melodramatics all day every day all so the they're 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 not only misreading there's some intentionality to just keep over hyping or intentionally misconstruing by someone saying hey i don't see it that way 
and then they take it and they run with it. So right. histrionics is a really good one. I think borderlines also really struggle, have been known to really struggle with um, the per- perception and yeah. and and um, and reality. Yeah, uh, having just striking a really healthy balance. And um, and there was like another. There's a, there's, a, there's another group, but um, but yeah, those two. When you mentioned it, my mind was like, yep. Mm-hmm. Those two really do come to mind. Where yeah. where I would say they struggle. Like we're not judging here, but I think like those are two really good examples. People who struggle with histrionic uh, tendencies or you know personality disorder and borderline. Right. I, I think those are a really good clinical population where like there's probably a lot of misreading and some intentionality about misconstruing and calling out gaslighting probably far too often than what's actually happening. Right. And we want to be clear that we're not saying just because you're using the term gaslighting to describe someone else's behavior towards you, that you are clinically, um, you know, suffering from borderline personality disorder or histrionic or anything, or even tendencies. We're just saying that people who suffer from these different um, disorders are very likely to overuse the terminology to describe what's happening to them. You know, that's what we're saying. We're not saying that it's necessarily, necessarily you, you're just saying that this is something that we see in the field where um, these people, these personalities are actually calling things gaslighting where it may not necessarily be, you know? Yeah, yeah, and I so, agree. So just, you know, so that's more of the clinical side, more of the clinical side. But when we look at the everyday um, couples who um, may not see things or, you know, may not be equally yoked or may have very different views or beliefs on, on different situations and even their perception of different situations where one may feel that their mate is trying to deny their reality and their perspective, you know, how do you help them reconcile what is gaslighting versus what's not gaslighting? Well, I mean, to, you know, like we did, you have to start with the definition. Mm-hmm. What I And what I usually do is I like to start with um, asking the person, like, what is your understanding of what gaslighting is? Okay. Most of the time, it's it's most of the time it's close, but it's incomplete. Mm -hmm. What what are they usually missing? What are they usually missing? That it's technically that it's technically three parts. Mm -hmm. I think like that's the that's the biggest thing that I've noticed. Me personally, like as a clinician, is like people aren't understanding that like that is three parts. What they're what they're doing is they're saying to themselves like, oh well. They're making me. They'll use colloquial terms like they're just making me seem like I'm crazy. Yeah, yep. And and I'm like, uh, like I don't. Again, I don't know what that means, and that's what I'm asking for examples. And sometimes it, it is truly gaslighting once I get examples. But I think the layperson's definition is they're not clear about it being three parts. And mm-hmm. so my job is I do a lot of psychoeducation, not just with that partner, but I think for both partners right. to say like, look, you got to mislead the person. You got to you got to foster a false narrative and you got to make them like judge, like question their judgment in reality. Those are the three main parts. Mm-hmm. And you need all three. What I say is you need all three. What you can't do is you can't do. They did one out of three. Right. So the gaslighting. <laughs> right. No, 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 right. I'm being right. serious because like I, I have folks who play all kinds of games in, in session. And I'm like, OK, like that's why I went to the clo- colloquial term where it's like, well, they're just making me seem like I'm a crazy person. Mm-hmm. Uh by doing what well they 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 just just you know they're not saying it like this but what ends up coming out is sometimes it's like, well they just didn't see what i saw right. i'm like yeah i mean it's called perspective taking like <laughs> exactly they, 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 
they're 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 not gaslighting you. They may not. They're that one. They may be struggling on taking your perspective. So that's there may be like that may be more of an empathy thing, like where they're like, okay, I didn't see it that way. That's right. not gaslighting, right? And I have seen that in session where, where people are like, I just said I didn't see it. I didn't see that scenario play out the same way. Mm-hmm. It's not gaslighting, right? You know. So there is a three three point component that I always have to help people to understand so i usually start with the definitions i have to because what i'm finding out is i don't think people are clear about how it works right and you need those three components for it to be a full-on gaslighting right so name those three components again so everyone can write it down yeah it, it's 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 very simple it's you have to mislead the person mm-hmm. okay by misleading the person it opens them up for you the gaslighter to now create a false narrative right Right. Mm -hmm. And by creating a false narrative, you keep doing it over and over. You are now you have now opened the door and have walking in or walking them through questioning their judgments and their reality. That's how it works. It's three parts. Yeah, it's three parts. You know, one of the main things I see come up in session is that people will say that they're being gaslit when they don't. It goes beyond not being validated. It's almost like competition. If they're not winning an argument. They can't win a yeah. debate, you know. Yeah. So the other side of that is, well, again, you're you're making me seem like I'm crazy. Um, no, you guys are just having differences of opinions or, again, difference in perspectives. And you want them to agree with everything that you're saying. And so it becomes a debate. It becomes a fight. It becomes an argument. And, you know, your way of justifying basically not being able to um, support your argument is to say that the other person's gaslighting you. Right. It's like I've seen that. Yeah, I've seen that. Nah, you just had a weak ass argument. That's all. Yeah. You know, I mean, your seriously. argument doesn't stand up, and your perspective of it just doesn't stand up. You know, so you can't yeah. use that as the the guiding force, you know, or or the signpost to say that you're being gaslit. No, what you're saying doesn't really make sense in this, on this occasion. You yeah, know, and so I you want you want to make sure that. Um, you're being clear about what's happening and, you know, your vision is clear. And that kind of gets back into the other part of this that I want to discuss. There's a difference between, you know, seeing things differently and really seeing things in a distorted manner. You know, we talk about, you know, you you mentioned psychoeducation. We talk about cognitive distortion. I know I definitely do in my sessions. You know, the other way it calls unhelpful thinking, right? Mm -hmm. And so you have these different mechanisms that you use in order to translate what's happening to you and what's going on in the world around you, which can easily help you um, see things a little bit more distorted. You know, we have different filters that we use that we run things through that changes our, our perception and our, thus our feelings about what's going on. And because someone else isn't using that same filter, they're seeing it different. They have a different perspective than you. And now they're wrong because their reality doesn't match your reality. That's not what it's about. You know, don't get so stuck in what you believe happened. Hey, there may be a time where you're running something through a filter that doesn't match what actually happened. And so you can't call someone out for being a gaslighter because you're using these different mechanisms to distort your own reality. You know, so when you say that someone's trying to make you seem crazy, well, guess what? You might be a little crazy because you're not seeing things clearly. And so someone challenging your perspective is not gaslighting. You want to also, like we said, you have to take accountability for what you're seeing and what you may be doing. And so some of the different what before I I, let me not jump right into it. Um, You know, John, for you, you know, what are some of the different cognitive distortions that, 
you know, play a role in the way that people people's people's perception of reality may change. I mentioned, you know, I mentioned that mental filter is one of them for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think I think maximizing is a big one, mm-hmm. or ma- maximizing, know. minimizing, right? Yeah, that's yeah. a big one because mm-hmm. because when you think about like the way that you think, if everything that you see is far greater than what the reality is. I, I, my opinion, I, it seems like you will be more likely to call out gaslighting when in reality that's not what's happening. Right. right. So a good example would be a disagreement has now been maximized to your gaslighting mm-hmm. when in reality it's it's just a disagreement. Right. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think like that's definitely a um a part of it. I I, I a part of me also thinks that black and white thinking is oh, yeah. also a part of it. Definitely. Um. There's something about like black and white thinking. My mind is like it's very rigid. So if you don't agree with me, you must be hurting me. Right. And one of the ways that and one of the ways that you hurt me is to gaslight me. And then like that's like the trail of thoughts that that happen. Mm-hmm. And so I think black and white hap um comes up. And then in the last one I'll say is selective attention. Mm. So people are probably not liking a portion or part of what someone has said or did. And so it's easy to just like hunker down on that one thing. And say like while I'm being gaslit and it's like, you know, dare I say we're human. Sometimes people don't say use the right word or or handle themselves appropriately, but Mm -hmm. it's easy to just selectively focus on that. If 90 if 95 percent of what the person said is actually legit and there was something that may have been a little bit off that five percent. It's easy to take that, that, which goes to the maximum. It's easy, but it's selective attention. You focus on the 5%, right. and you're like, you're lying to me. You're trying to gaslit me. And the, it's probably the person didn't have the best facts at the time. Right. It happens to us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But a selective attention, and I'm just giving examples of how I've seen it play out like between couples at times. I'm like, why are you hyper focused on that one part where um, they were not right about it? Right. They even even when I corrected them, but you're like, you see, you're like, they're like, you see, Dr. John, like, that's me being gaslit. No, they were just wrong. And mm-hmm. I helped correct them. Yep. You see what I mean? So yep. those are a few of the cognitive distortions. I mean, um, that I've seen maybe tied to some of this frequency of the word being used. Right. I would say, you know, the one major one that I come across the most in session is that sense of judgments, you know, our biases, Mm -hmm. you know, the biases that we already have about things. And so when we are looking at a particular situation, we're already looking at it through this, this biased lens. And so when something occurs, I mean, you see what happened with family all the time. Um, You know, the way that someone may judge a, a sister's or brother's behavior and your partner is sitting right there and they're seeing it from a different perspective. They don't have the same relationship that you do with your siblings. And so mm-hmm. their perspective of what's happening is like, okay, where well, they're just talking. But for you, you're running it through this lens of this bias that you already have based off of your relationship with your sibling. And, well, you know, this is what they always do. Um, yeah. And so, you know, what they just did is, you know, part of that. And, you know, they were being intentionally this and the other. And your partner's like, well, I didn't pick up on that. Well, oh, you're gaslighting me. You're gaslighting me. You know, you're saying that it didn't happen. Well, I just saw it. it clearly happened. Well, no, you know what? Because you already have this bias against your sibling yeah. or about your sibling, you're saying that you're seeing it from within that bias, you know, that, that sense of judgment. You're judging them already. So anything they do is going to be based off of that narrative of who, who you say they already are. 
And I don't have that same narrative. I'm not judging them the same way that you are. So I don't see things the same way that you do. And I'm not taking things in or I'm not being impacted or affected the same way that you are. And so that's one of the major cognitive distortions that we often use. We have, I mean, we all have our, our, our biases. You know, we, we judge. That's what people do. Recognize in doing that, you're definitely changing the perception, your perception of what may be happening in that moment. That's a major one. I see. That's a good point. That's yeah. a good point. No, mm-hmm. that's a good point. I, I like that a lot. And I think that's really spot on with some of the other ways that I've seen it play out as well. Yeah. Right. Right. And so that's the difference right there for, you know, what it means to actually be gaslit versus having your reality challenged. Because, again, someone isn't intentionally trying to manipulate you. And that's not to say that someone can um, gaslight and not be intentional. It can still happen that way. But typically, like Dr. John said, this is a tool of manipulation that people use, especially people who have, you know, who are narcissistic or have narcissistic tendencies. And so this is usually going to be very intentional when they're using it. But if someone is just simply saying, no, I didn't pick up that same kind of, yeah. you know, vibe yeah. that you did, that's not someone gaslighting you. They're just challenging, they're challenging basically your perception and that's fine. You might need to have your perception challenged. Exactly. You know, exactly. And, and I can't tell you how, how many people are unaware until they come to the session and we break it down how unaware they are of how many different cognitive distortions they use every single day. Like I have a list of 12 that we'll go through and I've literally had people admit to using, as we go through definitions, 10 to all 12 of those distortions and like, Oh, that's why I see things the way that I do. And now it's not about somebody gaslighting you. It's recognizing you are tip you in, in typical situations where people may see things a little bit more clearly, you're running in through one of these distortions that's making you see and feel things the way that you do. And you can't put that on anybody else but yourself. You have to take responsibility for that. You have to hold yourself accountable for your own perception. And it's okay to be challenged because sometimes, like I said, your distorted thinking is what's getting in the way of you seeing things the same way someone else is. So you can't call somebody a gaslighter just because they see things different than you. Yeah. I think that's well said. I agree with that 100%. Uh and that and that also needed to be said too. Mm-hmm. Like there's a, there's a the accountability is at the heart of what we're talking about here. Yeah, like we that. need to be held accountable with our thoughts. If we're wrong, we need to be open about being wrong. Yeah. If if people are disagreeing with us, we need to hold ourselves accountable not to shut down the conversation or 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 compromise the relationship by calling out a using the term when it's inappropriate and at the same time gaslighters um, people who engage in this uh harmful um act also need to understand that their lack of accountability is what is 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 harming other people and Mm -hmm. so it's accountability is at the heart of a lot of this stuff and also the the other thing i wanted to kind of throw out there too is also power and control i mean gaslighting does happen not just to like as a covert form of emotional abuse, what we do know is that emotional abuse, what comes with it is power and control. Yeah. So I wanted to underscore that because like that may be meaning let's not forget that gaslighting. Like I want, that's why I was clear. Glass gaslighting is a tool that is used in connection with other tools of abuse. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I wanted to just say like, you know, power and control are at the heart of it yeah. because 
in order to control someone you need to make need to like i said you gotta mislead them you gotta create that false narrative and once they start questioning they're now super exposed for your influence and that's where you know so i just wanted to kind of throw that out there because that's important well you know when you find someone who is actually being gaslit you know that person who's legitimately um being manipulated by their partner to change their their perception of the reality when that is happening what can you tell what do you tell that person about how to handle the situation you know whether it's um, figuring out how to get out of the relationship because again this is about control and so the person who's doing the gaslighting is trying to manipulate you in a way that you remain um, under their control in some way so if someone is legitimately being gaslit what are some of your recommendations for getting out of that situation so that they're no longer being um, abused in this fashion yeah i mean the things that i've said is like gain some distance so i think i i i like what that means to me is like if you feel you're being gaslit then be away from that person for like a few days and see how your reality checks out Mm -hmm. right interact with other people and see because unless you're experiencing the same thing from other people then you may be the common denominator if i'm being honest but i would gain some distance and put myself in a different environment it may be it may be work it may be you take a week from that away from that person but i would gain some distance but but even that you have to be careful though because you may go to talk to somebody else about the situation and because you're only providing your perspective and not what the other person may be seeing they may agree with you and make you feel like okay yeah the other person legitimately trying to gaslight you when they themselves don't know the entire story so you want to be careful about you know who you're talking to about that you know yeah but also but also what i when i think about gaining some distance though I, i the goal shouldn't be for you to go and like in my mind like go and play go complain and lay lay evidence right. i mean if, that, yeah. if that's the case i'll be honest if that's the case i think you need to end the relationship yeah because while that can be difficult someone who's repeatedly gaslighting you is not the best thing so to your point you you know if people are going to do that i think i think the bigger sign is end the relationship because yeah. because you should not in my opinion because knowing that like you know, there are two sides of the story. And as Brother Rick was saying, some people are very sensitive about having their own uh, perspectives challenged, right? Mm-hmm. Their thoughts challenged, mm-hmm. information being challenged that, you know, um, they could be, they themselves could be insidious around how they're telling the story. Mm-hmm. So, you know, again, so when I was saying like, against this is, I'm like, nah, like, if if you're if you're in different environments, if you take some time away from that person, and if for some reason you are having the same experiences with other people in general, right, you need to go to therapy because yeah, that means sure. that something. Meaning, you can't say your partner is gaslighting you, your boss is gaslighting you, the the male person is gaslighting you, and the people will say that the, too, right? Like, like, right. Like, like, no, like right. no, like like. So when I say gain some distance, it's a good chance that if. Your partner is gaslighting you, but then when you spend time with your family and friends, you're not being gaslit, and you go spend time with, you know, uh, then it comes down to the relationship. So I think you got to gain some distance to um, remove yourself from some of the impacts of it so you can say to yourself, like, why is that only happening with said person? Right. And then there's implications for that. Yeah. Um, and then I also think like setting boundaries are just like oh. really, really important. Yeah. Like you got to make it, you got to make it clear that you got to call out what's going on and you got to let them know, like, this is what I'm not going to be having. And these are the implications and the consequences that come with it. Mm-hmm. But you got to set boundaries. You got to right. like call it for what it is. Um, 
And I also think that like you got to go to therapy because I think psychoeducation is always the best thing. It's yeah, best to get sure. it from a professional. It's best to get it from a professional. Don't just go to Google and start looking things up because then you 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 don't, again you get hypersensitive about everyone's doing it. Right. But you need to go to get, go to go to therapy at the end of the day. So those are just a few things that come to my mind Indeed. about like what people should do if you're ever like in this scenario. Yeah, you got in that over reliance on self help books. Okay, and that's a good got start. To. But you got to go to therapy. You know, the thing, and I agree with everything that you said, very well said, Um, you know, the only thing that I would add is that, you know, when you are legitimately being gaslit, yeah, this person's trying to control you. Once you do gain that distance, and that's where I totally agree with Dr. John, once you gain that distance or if you decide to leave that person, recognize they're going to change their tactic. That gaslight is going to change their tactics. And now because that you're not under their control, they're going to find a way to regain control over you. So one of the tactics they may use now is to agree with everything that you said. They're going to love bomb you and they're going to try to basically basically give you that kind of positive reinforcement of of that you that you seem to be looking for just to lure you back in only to continue doing that. So once you actually discover that you are with someone who uses that tactic constantly yeah, you want to figure out how to get away from that person and not go back because they will use it against you again later on. So just be very, very careful of that tactic and how you fall into that trap. All right, yeah. Dr. John, Dr. John, we gave a lot of good information out today, gave people a lot to think about. What are some highlights, some bullet points? What are your, um, you know, what do we call it? <laughs> Uh, noble truths. Noble truths. Thank you. There Thank we you. Go. There we go. You know this this brain fog, man. Oh um, man, it's real. No noble truths. What are some of your noble truths for this week? Uh, I, I think the most important thing is um, let's responsibly learn about gaslighting. Mm-hmm. I think we all need to. Um, that's a big one. I'll start with that. Yeah. I think the other important thing is um. For the people who are experiencing gaslighting, uh, know that what's underlying that one, it's a form of abuse, and two, it's about power and control. And so, find ways, as we were talking earlier, on how you can regain that power and control. And most of the times, you're going to have to end the relationship because yeah. I'm sorry, like when you come across someone who's gaslighting you, they're going to keep doing it. Yeah. The behavior doesn't change. It doesn't. It change. really does not. Right. Remember, part of the definition, brother Reek said, is it's it happens over an extended period of time. Yeah. And end the relationship, yeah, and you gotta um, walk away. Exactly. Yeah. So those are like the two things I want to like highly stress here because mm-hmm. it's a serious matter. It's yeah. abuse. Yeah, it one hundred percent is. And I think you know, for me, my noble truth today is that recognizing that when someone is gaslighting you, it's typically a an, an intentional behavior. It it's an intentional it tactic. Is. It's not by mistake. Um, it's not just right. a difference in perspective. They are intentionally trying to do you harm by making you challenge your own or question your own reality. So this is something they're doing purposefully. If someone's engaging in that kind of intentional behavior, who knows what other things are doing intentionally to do you harm? You know, this is just earlier point. This is just one symptom, just one symptom of of a larger issue with your relationship. So like Dr. John said, get out, (laughs) get away, leave. There's no there's no um, saving or or helping someone who has that kind of personality. You know, just get away from it. And my my final noble truth is question your own perception. If you do find that you keep running into situations where people are challenging how you're seeing things, you have to take the time to question your reality. You know what I'm saying? Question your perspective. So 
you know, sit down with a therapist, like we said, yeah. talk to them about what it means to have cognitive distortions and see what kind of distorted thinking you may be engaging in that allows right. you to see things differently than everybody else around you. They're not trying to make you crazy. And we're not saying that you are crazy, but your perspective of things okay. may not be as clear as you think they are. So don't get locked okay. into the belief that, oh, this is what happened. This is where I saw it. And so this is the reality. No. People are going to challenge your 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 perspective, and that's okay. You know, that's okay. You might need to have that perspective challenge. So just keep that in mind. And as we go through the year 2023, we want to make sure that we're having healthier and better and deeper relationships. Yes. Whatever's getting in the way of those healthy relationships, create those boundaries. Get them out of there. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well said. Yeah, yeah. Well said. So, Dr. John, as we wrap this up, please tell the people where they can find your information. Uh, you're more than welcome to come check us out at kingsoftheheart.com. Um, we're always doing great stuff. Have a great, amazing year uh, planned ahead for you all out there. Um, definitely feel free to reach out at uh, RCC Maryland, spell out the Maryland fully dot com and see the great work uh that we're doing uh clinically in the community and also check out the very institute of justice and, and all the amazing things that i myself both and so many other great advocates out there are working towards so that's where yeah. you can find me brother Rick. where can we find you let, let me just say man you know john's my brother john's my friend john's my partner here and i'm a fan man i'm just a fan of the work that you're doing brother you are <laughs> you, brother. you are phenomenal in this in this world of justice yeah, that you man. are fully engaged in so make sure you check out dr john Appreciate like he said and you can find me on well go to my website tyricomarywalton.com or That's right. my practice website insightmft.com there or if go. you want to find some more of the articles that I've been working on, some of my appearances and everything, my old TV show, go to viewsandvibes.com. All that information is there. We are out here creating content and changing lives. That's what the kings of the heart do. All right. Yep. So yep, I love it. Stay in tune. Stay in tune. All right, brother. Well, good to see you. Thanks again As for the, the lovely chat. And, As uh, always, brother. Same we'll, here. Same we'll get up here. again soon, man. We'll get up again soon. All right, listen, you guys take care. Peace.